Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. The most serious religious liberty challenges, I think, globally today are coming to us from communist China. And I'm very thrilled today to be able to welcome someone with firsthand knowledge. Pamela Tsai is a Chinese-American. She was there at Tiananmen Square, has been fighting for freedom and human rights and religious liberty for people of all faiths for many, many years. Pamela, welcome to Freedom's Ring. We're so glad that you can be with us. Thank you so much, Alan, for having me. I'm very excited and grateful for this opportunity. So, you know, I understand that your faith commitment is Falun Gong. And I wanted to start here because if Americans have heard anything about Falun Gong, we know that a religious minority in China has been subject to persecution. But that's about all. We don't really know very much about your history, tradition, your beliefs. And I think I know a, a short show like this is hardly enough time to go into uh, any meaningful detail. But are there some things you'd like our American listeners to know about about Falun Gong? Absolutely. Uh, thank you again for this opportunity. Um, I was born and grew up in China. So, um, so for the Chinese history, China has 5,000 years of history before uh, the communists took over China in 1949. So the Chinese Communist Party only ruled China for about 71 years. And before that, the Chinese people have a long history and proud heritage of spiritual belief and religion. And uh, they are very in line with the universal values, with Judeo-Christian values, and they believe in true you know, compassion, integrity, and uh, respect for the humanity. And so that's the Chinese tradition before the communists took over of China and tried to destroy the traditional Chinese culture and value and replace it with uh, the Marxist and communist ideology. So from day one, communist China took over China. Chinese people have been struggling to keep their heritage and their traditional belief and their uh, religions. And so religious persecution in China, you know, has started day one. And, uh, you know, the, uh, we're talking about the underground churches, the Tibetans and Uyghurs, and uh, most recently, the most prominent uh, targeted group of the Communist Party's persecution is Falun Gong, which has more than 100 million people, you know, practicing it. It was first introduced to public in China by Mr. Li Hongji, and it's based on the uh, traditional Chinese culture and uh, universal principle of truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance. And it also provides great health benefits uh, to Chinese people. And the practitioners are from all walks of life, including uh, you know, high-ranking government officials and military officers. And so this really scared the ruling um, party, the former Chinese 
Chinese Communist Party uh, leader Jiang Zemin when he heard there were more people following uh, Falun Gong and the teaching um, than the party membership, he became uh, paranoid because he rose to the power after the Tiananmen massacre. So he believed that if people start to follow, you know, if religious uh, freedom becomes, you know, um, a reality in China, then he would lose the power. And that's why he used the state power trying to eradicate and eliminate uh, Falun Gong. And so um, practitioners have been jailed and tortured. And as you mentioned, uh, being forced, you know, the forced organ harvesting is the most horrific crimes against humanity. And this is why um, uh, Loan uh, Sabatia wrote the story about my friend uh, Yu Ming. He spent 12 years in Chinese labor camp and jail, and he used secret uh, hidden camera to video record the tortures and the forced organ harvesting practice in the Chinese hospitals. And uh, so it's all state sanctioned. So let's remember the religious persecution is not unique to the Falun Gong practitioners, but it's part of the Chinese Communist Party's mandate. And that's how they ruled the country. And uh, so um, so what concerned uh, Yu Ming, my friend, and also myself is that despite the religious persecution has been going on for so many years and has even been escalating in the last 20 years, there's no accountability. You know, China has rose to become um, the number one, the world's second largest economy. And it has the state-of-art technology to set up the firewall to block the information and to spread uh, uh, information and the state-controlled propaganda. And uh, they're also running rampant of their propaganda campaign in the United States. And so, for example, the cover-up of the COVID-19 is a perfect example, but there's no accountability for that. And so this is what... Let me break in here because I want to pick up on a couple of themes that you've already raised. First of all, you mentioned the organ harvesting, which is something that I've read about. And I understand that uh, the U.S. Congress and the United Nations both have issued reports and are very concerned about. But I suspect that most of our listeners, most Americans, don't know anything about what's happening and the fact that the Chinese government is actually engaged in this horrific practice. Can you tell us what do we know? And has Yuming been part of being able to bring to light what's happening with organ harvesting in China? Yes, absolutely. So the forced organ harvesting is a state-sanctioned uh, human rights abuse in China. So in China, there's no donor system. So it means, you know, in the U.S., remember there was a report saying that the former Vice President Dick Cheney, he had to wait two years to receive a match in order to do the heart uh, transplantation. But in China, you can get a perfect match for anything, any part of your body, kidney, uh, cornea, heart, within two weeks. And there's no donor system. And then they couldn't provide you with the verified source of the donor. And then, so my friend uh, Yu Ming, he has been blood tested in jail and he saw that. And then, you know, he was tortured and uh, who cares about his health? But 
the um, the authority wanted to test the Falun Gong practitioner, the Uyghurs, because they think that you know people who practice the meditation uh, have religious belief. They tend to have a healthier body. So that's why uh, Yuming actually faked. He did a secretive investigative journalism. He pretended to be some patients like, uh, you know, relative calling the doctor to say, hey, um, my aunt is dying from uh, the kidney failure. How soon can I get a fresh kidney? And so the doctor says, okay, it really depends on how much you pay. If you pay like 300,000 Chinese yuan, you can get it in two weeks. And if you pay a little bit more, we can get you quicker. And then, uh, so Yumin also said, okay, I heard the Falun Gong uh, people have uh, are healthy people. And I want people who are under 30 years old. And I want this donor to be a male and then in perfect health. And uh, the doctors would say, yes, of course, we can get that for you. And so the Chinese hospital has actually been advertising. It's called the medical tourism to China. So, and they can schedule within two weeks of time. And sometimes if the first transplantation uh, surgery fail, within hours, they can get another fresh heart or sinew or corneal ready to be placed into your body. And so this is horrifying. And because it's all about, it's a highly profitable money. And remember, China has no donor system, but China performed the largest number of transplantation than any other country. And so there is a organization called Doctors Against Forced Organ Harvesting. And so they're prominent American doctors and professors. They have stood up and spoke out against this crime against humanity. But Yu Ming um, is a personal witness. And so he used his hidden camera to capture the, his conversation uh, with the doctor and uh, also with the patient. And uh, so... Uh, so if, I, if I understand what you're saying, this is a system that provides transplant not only for Chinese people who get sick, and may need a heart transplant or, or a kidney or something, yeah. but they're marketing to wealthy foreigners who can fly in mm -hmm. and very quickly then get these medical procedures done. And what you have not said, but I think is implied, and I think it's also clear from the UN reports that I've seen, they're not just taking organs or they're not primarily harvesting organs from people who have recently died. They are actually detaining members of religious minorities like Falun Gong, like the Uyghurs, and then killing them yes. by harvesting their organs. Yes. Isn't that correct? Yes, you summarize perfectly. So it's a supply and demand. It's a business model and it's a profit chain. So the more people coming to China are wanting to get your organ uh, transplantation down, more Christians and innocent Falun Gong practitioners and religious you know, prisoners of conscience will be murdered. So I know that, uh, you know, like I said, I, I've seen some reports and such, and, you know, the global community is, is great at producing reports. But is there, to your knowledge, is there anything that the global community or the United States is doing with respect? I mean, this is when the virus struck, I started hearing reports 
that, you know, when we in America, you know, we're, we're streaming our worship services live stream or we're doing Bible studies in Zoom conferences and the like, and that, you know, China was making sure that uh, the, the house churches could not live stream or do Zoom conferences. And I'm like, oh, well, that's really bad. But, you know, in the overall, you can get by without a Zoom conference Bible study, but people are being killed. And is the global community doing anything about it? I'm so glad you asked this question, Alan. And that's a key question that Yiming and millions and millions of underground you know, Christians and Falun Gong practitioners in China have been asking about. So all these crimes against humanity have been documented in the State Department's annual human rights report and it's been documented in the United Nations report and it's been reported all over but there's no accountability and the Chinese com- the perpetrator who is the Chinese Communist Party they're not being held accountable and uh, so the cover-up of the COVID-19 and uh, they, they destroyed the life uh, a sample of the virus and, uh, and this is why uh, the virus has spread all over the world and taking so many people's lives. And I hope that the world is waking up to the evil nature of the Chinese Communist Party because if they can treat the Christians and Falun Gong practitioners, their own citizens in China like that, why can they not harm the rest of the world in a similar evil way? Pamela, we're going to have to cut it there. We are out of time. But I'm very grateful for this discussion. Our guest, Pamela Tsai, is a Chinese-born American advocate for human rights, reporting on just horrific persecution in China. Thank you so much for being with us on Freedom's Ring, Pamela. Thank you so much. As we close, friends, remember here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom. We help workers suffering religious discrimination. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org. That's churchstate, all one word, churchstate.org. I'm your host, Alan Rhino. Until next week, let freedom break. <laughs>